Welcome to Tuning In with Kathy Presland and Maren Enkelman. We have conversations about human nature at work, how to be more of who you are and have more of what you want. Today we're going to talk about success and we're going to dive into how we can get in our own way. In a very innocent way, the more we want something, the more committed we are to achieving it. And what happens is there's kind of a paradox between wanting something and moving ourselves towards it, playing all out and doing all of the things that we think are the right things to do. And we can get into a state where we're actually holding on to the thing that we want so tightly that we kind of squeeze the life out of it and we end up actually not getting it or keeping it away or not allowing ourselves to do the things that will actually help us achieve it. Or sometimes we we get the thing and then when we get there, it's just not what we wanted. So we want to talk around that. And it's kind of a slightly paradoxical idea because we all understand the idea of being committed and working towards things that we want and showing up consistently and doing the things that we can do. But actually, there's a kind of a lightness that the most successful people often have when they're doing these. And so that's the idea that we want to explore, that taking our foot off the accelerator, does that mean that we are letting go of the thing that we want? And is that going to bring us closer or is it going to keep the thing that we want further away? So Maren, what are your thoughts on this? I think it's a brilliant subject and something that probably everyone has been mulling over at some point in their lives. The, the notion that we kind of all of us grew up with, that if we want something really badly, then we have to work for it. We have to be focused. We have to be planning our steps and working towards it and being kind of on the target the whole time. And very often, despite all the effort, it just doesn't work out. And that that can be extremely frustrating. And the more we try, the harder we feel rejections are or it not being as successful as we think it should be or whatever can, can I kind of affect um, entire relationship with what we want and make, make us feel really desperate about certain targets or goals that we have. And I think that's something everyone has experienced in one way or another, yeah. whether it's, it be in relationships or in work situations or in any sort of situation in our lives. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's really self-evident in relationships, isn't yeah. it? We've all seen that that film where one partner is so attached to something the guy or the girl who wants to get married on the first date that effectively they're putting off the other person so much that the thing that they want is pushed further away and yet i don't think we realize how much we do this in our daily lives and where we think that we're taking a certain behavior i do it sometimes with my children i think i'm doing something which is for the good of them actually it's not really for the good of them I want them to be a certain way and me putting pressure on them to behave that way is actually much less likely to to get the outcome that I want and me having a certain trust and a certain faith in things working out and allowing them to make their own explorations and make their own mistakes often that's more likely to result in the the sorts of behavior and create the kind of young adults that that, that I really want to to help nurture And it's exactly the same at work. We see people who are so attached to 
an outcome looking a certain way that again they lose touch with the the creativity or the the desire that actually sparked mm. their imagination and their innovation in the first place so what's going on when that happens the more that we throw ourselves into something the less likely we are sometimes to achieve it what's actually going on when we're when we're innocently doing that i see it as the same the same phenomenon that that we experience when we when we're stuck in in general we don't see we don't see anything anymore we just see that very thing that we want which is not happening and we don't see other options because they are not even in our focus at all they're kind of outside of, of what's interesting at the moment because what we want is is not happening and that's you know all our focus is on the frustration and the and the goal, which is, it, it seems to go further and further away, but we don't see any other outcomes or um, kind of a whole spectrum of uh, possibilities that that would be much more, much easier to, to gain or to achieve at that point and would be maybe an important stepping stone to get to where we want to. But it's just, we don't, we don't see that at all. We just see only that. And it's like, our lenses are completely... Completely fogged over. <laughs> yeah, completely narrow and we don't see anything else. And that can be both frightening and very, very limiting because um, we're, we're stuck in that limited view of the outcome. Yeah, that's very true. And we've used the word attachment before and this came up in a presentation recently. And We talked about attachment and how that can be exactly the cause of this limiting vision. And one of the participants told me about a time when he'd been in a meeting and there was a project that they were discussing in their organization and they were just not getting anywhere. They were going around in circles. And eventually he said, oh, do you know what? We should just, we should just throw this whole project out. We're not getting anywhere with it. And he said everybody was so surprised and so kind of shocked by this sort of fairly extreme idea that actually it stimulated new discussion and new ideas. And then his colleague, who was also at this presentation I was doing, she said, oh, yes, you said it should. And then, then you said that same phrase in another meeting. So we unpicked what had gone on there. And he said in the first time it had come to him, he'd also been very attached to the project and very attached to it looking a certain way. But in that moment when he realized that they were all completely stuck, he said he just let go of his attachment because he could see that it wasn't getting them anywhere and that his attachment was part of what was holding them back. And he said in that moment when he let go of his attachment, the words just came out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. And so we looked at the difference between the letting go of attachment and the fact that a new idea had come to him or just a phrase to throw in to, to try to help everybody else get unstuck, that actually the place to look for a solution was to let go of attachment and allow in the flow of new ideas. Whereas what he'd done is he'd taken hold of the phrase that had come to him in the first meeting and he'd carried that phrase forward into future meetings as a tactic. Well, if this doesn't work, I'm going to throw in the, let's throw the baby out with the bathwater phrase. And it hadn't worked in future meetings because it isn't the outcome of what it is we, we say. It's the, the loosening up of the attachment that allows us then to come up with whatever idea it is we need in the moment. So in the moment, there may be something else, which is a great strategy for getting unstuck. And it's allowing that to come 
with the freedom of more of an empty space. And that comes when we let go of attachment to the thing it is that we want. So in his case, it was his attachment to this particular Mm. project looking a certain way. In other cases, it's whatever it is, attachment to my children's behavior being a certain way or attachment to getting a certain job or attachment to to having my writing appear in a certain publication. If I let go of that, because very often I don't have control over any of these external things, and the more I'm trying to achieve something that requires a number of different pieces to it to come into shape, the less flexible I am and the less innovative I am and the less open I am to other opportunities and other ways of solving problems or other ways of creating beautiful things in the world that I wouldn't see when I'm so tightly attached to to one particular outcome. So it's almost as if all of our solutions, all of the success is on the other side of letting go of the thing that we think that we want. And I think that's why it appears to be paradoxical, because if we want something, surely, surely that's where we should put our focus. But putting focus is one thing, moving in a certain direction, of course, if that's what we want to to create, I'm moving house at the moment. So of course, we put our focus on looking at houses and thinking about houses. And it seems like everything, everything in my attention is all about houses at the moment. But if I get attached to a certain house or I think it has to look like this or we have to move on a certain date, then I'm going to close down the possibility and also the enjoyment of the whole process. I was just thinking when when you were talking about the different scenarios, the interesting question for me in this point is really what is attached to a certain outcome and where's the attachment coming from? Because um, very often that is... very different reasons to what we think there are. It's very often very ego-driven, and that is always a very limiting space because ego is just simply what we make up to be ego. (laughs) And never that for the full potential that would be possible in a way is is always a limited version. And, And I think when you attach a certain outcome to your your life situation or if I get this job then that or if I don't get this job then that means this and this about me Mm. I mean that's something I suffered greatly in the past and it becomes an entirely different battle or if I don't get this promotion or why don't I get this promotion or why did so and so get the promotion and not me if that is the pain that I'm suffering, that I'm not really working on the on the steps, and you know I don't have the capacity and the the open space in in my mind to to work on on steps to get to where I want to. I'd, I'd rather have my battle somewhere else. And that's often the case when we are when our ego is kind of taking over and attaching itself to to some certain very specific targets that are not really. They're just simply not helpful. They're very limiting. And they don't even really exist if you think about it. Yeah, exactly. Everything that we might be attached to is the idea that we are creating about it through thought. So my idea of the house, obviously, I have a certain vision in my mind. Well, why am I attaching something to a certain house? It's because I think for some reason it's going to be more enjoyable or it's more 
attractive to me. And mm-hmm. like, that's an idea that I'm creating in this moment when I'm thinking about it. It isn't actually literally what my future life is going to be. And, and it's the same with the job. It's the idea that we are attaching to having or not having a certain job and, and what we're making that mean rather than sitting back and saying, okay, well, I didn't get that job. Yeah. I could dwell on it. And sure, sometimes it's helpful to think about some lessons. Do I need some interview training? Was there something that's mismatched here? Do I need to go about job hunting in a different way? Sometimes there are practical lessons. The attachment comes from the idea, and ideas are only ever created in thought. There's nothing in the physical form about them. And I think the more that we see that, the more that we see that we are creating a scaffolding of, of this illusion created in thought, then it's, it's much easier to, to not be attached and to see that for what it is and to play with it, to have lots of fun. I'm having lots of fun imagining the next 10 years of my life in this new location. But at the same time, I know that who knows what's around the corner. We may be there for 10 years. We may not. Maybe the whole thing will fall through and we'll end up not even moving. But I have a, you know, I have a direction. I have, we, we use the words in the description, we want to talk about ambition and achievement. I have an ambition to move and I want to do certain things that, that I think this new location will give me. So I'm taking it very seriously and we're taking all of the steps that we, we need to take. But at the same time, we're able to, to kind of zoom out slightly from it yeah. because we know that we'll be happy anywhere, really. We can make a life anywhere. Yeah. And just because we've decided on this, we aren't going to make ourselves unhappy if we don't achieve it. I think that's the, that's the bottom line, isn't it? Is we can want something, but our happiness is not dependent upon it. Totally. And I also think what you just said about setting the intention, it is super important to set intentions because that's setting energy, isn't it? It's kind of directing energy towards something. And it's, yeah. we all would, but yes, we definitely need this to, to make the first step, make the first, you know, start the journey, whatever we want to do. So setting an attention is never the problem. The problem is just this getting fixated and putting meaning on something that is not turning out the way we want it to. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine, she's remarkable anyway, but she's, she's like, oh, you know, that didn't turn out like I meant to be. Well, you know, you know like I planned it. Well, then we have to try something else. And she just, she is so com- completely... I don't know, it's so, so easy about these things. And it A, doesn't matter. It never holds her back. And it just, yeah, yeah. it kind of gives something that doesn't go the way she wants, just a slight nudge to left or right, different direction. And, and then she moves on. And I don't find that that easy. You know, I, I'm, I'm a dweller. I like to, you know, analyze and uh, discover where I went wrong. But I'm I'm aware, and I think that's what I would like to get to get across today. That being aware of this, yeah, being aware of the fact that if you see that you're kind of in your own way, dwelling on something that is just simply not on the in the cards at the moment, doesn't help. And it's it's the moving on and yeah. looking to the side, looking for something else, kind of trying something else. 
not seeing this one goal as the one and only and being so, it says the world about me if I don't achieve it. It doesn't, it never does. And I think we can we can imagine that somebody like your friend, although she has that lightness about not dwelling on it on things that go wrong, actually she's more likely to then take the next action and continue to take action. Straight away. Straight away. So mm-hmm. without any delay and also without without experiencing any kind of self-judgment about making it wrong that this thing didn't work out. And so somebody who who holds that is able to achieve the things that they want more quickly mm-hmm. or it's more likely that they'll move or even if the things look slightly different than they want that somebody like that is going to to have a much a much more fulfilling experience of life in general and i think that's the key isn't it is that we create a lot of ideas and then we become attached to the ideas and actually the place that is unlimited is is what it is inside of us that is generating new ideas. Yeah. Any moment we become fixated on the output of the idea, then we've lost touch with the ability to, to generate something new. And, you know, and sure, sometimes we need to dwell. Sometimes it's helpful. Sometimes I think of it like if I have a physical injury, I'm going to wrap myself in a bandage. And sometimes I think of it a little bit like that if I've had an emotional knock. I might want to put a metaphorical bandage around it and just take things easy for a few days. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to pick up my scab. I'm going to allow it to heal naturally and just dive back in and, and get back on with whatever it is I'm, I'm heading towards. And everything that we do, everything that we create in life, it's, it's at some level a creation of our own imaginations collectively and individually. So we're, we're in sports season at the moment. It's the World Cup and it's tennis. I'm a big Wimbledon fan. And it's pretty easy to, to see that at that level, obviously, these games have been invented. But everything in our lives is like that. And so we have the ability to play full out in the tennis or the football and get behind it. And at the same level, know that it's a game. And, and that doesn't stop us from cheering on our country or our team or the player that we support. And in the moment, we, we feel really 100% engaged. But we can, also, we can also say, okay, they didn't win or next, life goes on. And it, it's exactly the same in everything else that we do. Sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. And the fun is in the, the engagement and the throwing ourselves into the game and Sure, take some time to recover from it and then move on to the next thing. We think that the outcome is the place rather than the playing of life is what the whole purpose of this of this this game of life is about. It's the engagement. I mean, for me, this the the idea of work or success being a game or a play was something completely new when I started being in this. Uh, inside out conversation and for me that was so helpful in a way because I I think many people we identify ourselves very much through what we do and what we have to show for ourselves and we very much think that a job title or a paycheck or a bank account the size of our house would car we drive what clothes we wear 
all say everything about us and they're basically us and yes we do we do choose it a little bit and we've kind of you know we are sophisticated enough not to completely be to to know that we make this up in a way but we still think this is very serious and the only way or the only thing that we are in a way Mm -hmm. even if we know that we're not but we take it really seriously. I, I used to take it extremely seriously and I'm not saying I, I don't anymore, but I'm I'm more aware of it just being ways for me to play. And that makes it a lot lighter and a lot a lot less serious and a lot more made up in a good way, in a in a kind of creative way. Yeah. In a way that I can choose these things rather than they being chosen for me and I'm a victim of that. And if if I don't gets to this this and this status then i'm i'm a loser and i've and i was thinking there was this case of the fashion designer lately who killed herself in new york and i was just thinking oh my god you know this this lady was probably leading a lifestyle which other people would kill for you know Mm. being a creative talented person who you know we may not maybe she she didn't win the first or second prize or she didn't get the show she wanted but all in all she had a creative job that she was able to to use it as you know to to uh, express herself and her creativity and all that and it's such a shame that we often think we have to be more and someone else mm. and better and more successful and it's yeah I find this so 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 sad it's as if we think there's something about our emotional state which says something about us I was talking to a client this morning and she was telling me that her brother's been through various ups and downs in his life Mm -hmm. and we were talking about how when it's somebody that we love and we know very well like a relative or close friend no matter what's happening to them, we can still see that person. We can still see the, the real person inside of that, yeah. that essence of who they are. There's a sense that we can feel it. And yet, when we are going through those times, we forget that. Mm. We become so clouded in our emotional state that we lose sight of that actually who we are is something which is beyond anything that we have physically. And it's beyond anything that we feel emotionally. We are going to have ups and downs as humans. It's absolutely part of the human experience. And, and yet there is something constant inside of us. There's something which is beyond all of that experience. And we were talking about her brother and she, yeah, sure, she could see it very clearly in him. And my question to her was, well, you know, I see the same thing in you. And just because you don't see it in you in this moment doesn't mean that it isn't there. It just means that it's clouded for you. And so when we feel in a low emotional state, what's happening, we're, we're, we're seeing the, the cloud of emotions. To bring this kind of back around to the success conversation, it's the same there is that we are, we're seeing the, the ideas that we've ultimately at some level created for ourselves. Yeah. And we're losing, we're losing the connection with that sense of the real quality of being alive and being human and being able to create whatever it is we want to create. And even if we can't create the 
thing that we, you know, we might want in our imaginations. Let's say with my house, you know, we have a finite financial resource at this moment in time. So we're looking at houses within a certain budget. But within that, I could come up with so many ideas about where to live, what to have. If I put my mind to it, we could do hundreds of different ways of living different places to live, different locations, different kinds of properties that I don't need to be limited by my financial resources. I can, yeah. I can create a very magical life. And I think that's what we forget, that it's actually the source of those ideas, which is the real, is where the real potential is. And so the fixation on something in the future or the fixation on something in the past that didn't work out is the thing that's blocking us from accessing new ideas to help move us in the direction that we want to move. And I think that's, that's why it's a paradox is that it looks as if fixating on something outside of ourselves is going to help move us towards it. Yeah. And actually that can be the very thing that gets in the way of us yeah. moving closer to the thing we want or forward in the direction that we want to go. Great. Well, thank you, Marin, for the conversation today. Thank you for that conversation, Kathy, and um, yeah, I hope to speak to you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in with us today. You can find out more about Kathy at her website, kathypresden.com, and Marin at her website, onmind.me. Wishing you all the best until we connect again next time. <laughs>